Atomic! Hello everyone and welcome to another episode of Atomic Shark, the show where we dive into the shark infested waters so that you don't have to. I am your host Tyler and joining me as always is our resident Sharknado specialist, Justin. What's up dude? Double shark! Mama monster kill. <laughs> so yeah, uh, this week's episode um, is going to be we're returning to Mega Shark. Uh, this time he is fighting against his mechanical foe, Mecha Shark, which is pretty much an allusion to Godzilla versus Mecha Godzilla and any other remakes of that movie. But yeah, I'll bring up the comparisons uh, soon enough. I got the Wikipedia stats up here. Uh, this is directed by Emil Edwin Smith, a newcomer. Uh, produced mm. by David Michael Latt, written by Jose Prendes and H. Perry Horton. Starring Christopher Judge, Elizabeth Rome, and Debbie Gibson returning from uh, several movies. And with music by Isaac Sprintis, uh, edited by Rob Palatina, product- production company The Asylum, with the... Re- Release date is January 28, 2014, with a runtime of 85 minutes. No budget thing. I'm not seeing it on here. It didn't uh, have one. So. Yeah, I believe it. <laughs> they just all emptied their pockets out and made the movie for that. That's why Debbie Gibson's only in like five minutes on the phone. Oh, yeah. We'll, we'll get to that soon enough. But, yeah, uh, this is the third Mega Shark movie. So, is this going to be better or worse than the second one that we did? Uh, Crocosaurus, I think it was. Yeah, uh, I think that was the last one. Yeah. So, yeah, let's get right into that plot, shall we? Alright, so apparently uh, Godzilla has gone on a rampage in Japan. So, a bunch of aliens uh, made a mecha Godzilla. Oh, wait, this is the wrong plot synopsis. Hang on. Let me get the, <laughs> let me get the right notes here. So, okay, here it's it is. close enough. The film opens with a freighter hauling an iceberg until it cracks open and unleashes the titular Megashark, who fling who flings a piece of debris from the city to the desert of Egypt. So, it's also yeah. that happens in the Atlantic Ocean, because apparently every asylum movie has to happen in the Atlantic Ocean. Yeah, of course it does. Why wouldn't it? But uh, yeah, various news outlets exposit that the shark is causing the world to go into a panic. When we're introduced to Rosie, who pilots a shark-shaped sub in the company of Jarvis, I mean, Nero. Yeah, that's it. She's attacked by giant squidge, which seems like they came completely out of nowhere, but I learned not to question a suspension of disbelief in these movies. Yeah. Also, like, did they already have the shark-shaped robot? Or did they, like, create a mecha shark on the off chance that mecha shark might come back? Hey man, it's just like Atlantic Rim. They just happen to have this, and they give no explanation to where they came from or if the government actually funded these. Yeah. No worries, it's fine. She and her husband, Jack, are summoned to the UN base in uh, Pearl Harbor, where they see th- where they see off the weapon to counter the Megalodon, which, of course, is the other titular monster of the movie, Mecha Shark. I was tempted to say Mega Shark because Mega and Mecha sound way too similar, and I foresaw myself making that mistake during this recording. Indeed. Although technically this is Mega Shark 2.0. They were already in Mega Shark. Like they, they call them Mark 1 and Mark 2. Oh, okay. Yeah. But like it is weird that we're five, ten minutes in and we're already getting a 2.0. Like we just got introduced to the 1.0. 
What is this, Iron Man? <laughs> or, or like uh, Godzilla versus Space Godzilla. Or was it Mechagodzilla 2? I forget which. But uh, the whole premise of the movie is uh, they have Godzilla was uh, running around cause, causing a ruckus. So they made a robot, but it sucked balls. So they immediately made Mechagodzilla afterwards. Mm. So yeah, Debbie Gibson's character returns from the first Mega Shark movie just to tell the Admiral over the phone that the shark ain't nothing to fuck with. It was so weird. I honestly, like, it was so long before she shows up again, I thought that was all it was. Like, she gets, like, top billing to have a cameo. Yeah, her name is on the poster, mm-hmm. but she doesn't appear that much in the movie at all. In fact, her only scenes are over-the-phone conversations, and uh, there's only one point in the movie where she interacts with another character in person, but it's only, like, a minute And long. it's still on that same set. Yeah. It's really weird. Really strange, indeed. Also, I can already tell, like, at the very beginning, that Christopher Judge is too good for this movie. Oh, most definitely. So, yeah. Uh, the Megalodon shows up, and the good guys begin attacking it after Rosie tags it, tags it with a tracking device, which is how they're able to track its movements uh, throughout the entire film. The shark bumps into the mecha shark, and it immediately malfunctions. Wow. Great, great weapon you got there, guys. I mean, the the sub was basically run by some LED, like, TC fans, so... Yeah. What can you expect? Yeah, that's fair, I guess. Like, they they did, like, a, a slow pan around, like, all the controls and stuff, and it just... they It's like they were proud of how cheap it all looked. I'd be proud, too, if I made, like, a cardboard cutout uh, set in, in my room here. But, you know... That's a different that, movie. It is what it is. Yeah, that's a different movie altogether. Have so, you seen yeah. Have you seen Dave Built a Maze? I have not actually. It's wild. You should check it out. All right. Um, I'll probably um, remember to do that after hearing the recording for this episode. I realize this is a side tangent, but it's basically um, a guy builds a uh, a cardboard maze in his room, and um, he spent like all weekend doing it. Like no one knew where he was or anything, and he calls them over to look at it, and they go in and can't find the way back out. Like the maze has a life of its own. Oh, wow. How did these filmmakers find out about my life? (laughs) It's great. Anyway. So, so anyway, Discount Jarvis is installed into the Mecha Shark, and the Megalodon lightly taps an oil rig, and somehow it catches on fire. Because, of course, it does. Also, there's another angry admiral. Admiral. I will never know how to say that word correctly. Admiral. Um, There's an angry admiral in this movie, and, like, he gets super mad at them because they want to put, like, take a day to put Jarvis in this new mecha shark because I guess like the last time they sent the mecha shark out, like it wasn't able to save the sub that had all of the Admiral's friends on it. But Nero, I was about to say Jarvis Nero would have been able to do a better job in that fight. And he didn't let them install Nero before the fight. So he doesn't have any right to get mad at them afterwards for wanting to do it to save the next ship. Like it's so stupid. Yeah, you gotta have the angry military official in these movies. It's kind of a staple. I guess. The Atlantic Ocean and angry military people. Yep. There's a formula. Oh, there's most definitely a formula. And uh, I don't think it works. No, I'm so tired of underwater, quote-unquote, action scenes in these movies. Well, at least we're not getting underwater audio. That's a completely different thing. Mm-hmm. So yeah, the Mecha Shark takes another swing at the Megalodon, 
But a clash of ideologies concerning contaminating the ocean and killing the shark puts the attack on hold. The mega shark tries to hype shit from the first movie, you know, jumping out of the ocean to attack a plane. Mm-hmm. But the mecha shark hilariously intercepts, and I thought that was a that, nice little callback. That scene was funny, but also like they they built it up a lot. It was it was like over dramatic and and not like melodramatic, just over dramatic. And then like it all ends with the two sharks just like bonking into each other weightlessly and falling out of the sky. Yeah, it's almost as if the asylum is saying, "Hey guys, remember that one really cool scene from Mega Shark versus Giant Octopus? Yeah, we're doing that again." Yeah, but they almost needed to make it like comical. Yeah, like you know, the last time they did it, it was at least like this guy was like, "Oh yeah, we just got married. We're going on our honeymoon or our weddings in two days, whatever it was," and then he immediately dies. This one's yeah, just the- like the the pilots are freaking out and they're like taking it super seriously. And then these two sharks just bonk. And there wasn't even like a funny sound effect or anything for it. Yeah. If I edited this, I would definitely put in like a Hanna-Barbera bonk sound effect. Yeah. Just to amplify it. But yeah, I agree with you in that. Uh, the whole beauty of the original scene from uh, Giant Octopus was that it came out of nowhere. Mm-hmm. And the effect was so shitty that you just can't help but laugh. Mm-hmm. But in this one, they built it up and you know it's coming. So the comedy just... Kind of falls flat, I suppose. Yeah. Everything in this movie falls flat. I mean, we'll get to that later, but like, it doesn't really try to be funny. Yeah. And that's one of the more disappointing things about this film. And uh, we'll get to that when we uh, talk our uh, overall opinions of this film. Yeah. So, yeah. uh, The Mecha Shark tries to shoot torpedoes at the Megalodon, (laughs) but he just doesn't give a shit. He just swats him away with his fin. That was actually pretty good. Uh, tail whipping the torpedo into a different sub. Megalodon used tail whip. It's super effective. <laughs> yeah. That was probably my favorite moment. Yeah, the mecha shark gets trapped under rocks because Rosie's an idiot. Uh, basically, she, uh, the megalodon pins the mecha shark against the, oh, the wall. And like a dumbass, uh, Rosie tries to fire a torpedo at a bunch of rocks. And she immediately gets avalanched. And they make a big fuss out of this for a little bit. She gets knocked out, and uh, Nero tries to take and... over, like basically take yeah. control of the ship without a human, which was neat. I kind of liked a lot of the Nero stuff. Yeah, Nero. Uh, if uh, if if they built him up a bit more, if they explain like his upbringing, uh, why this artificial intelligence is. Mm-hmm. I'd figure that uh, that'd be a way more interesting dynamic. Mm -hmm. But this is the asylum, so there's no room for interesting here. Yeah. It's very surface level. Ironic for an underwater movie. Yep. (laughs) So the shark attacks an aircraft carrier, and they learn that they're messing with sonar equipment, which lured it in. Uh, Nero suggests piloting the mecha shark alone, and we learn through a ham-fisted flashback that Jack and Rosie's daughter died of illness. That was rough. like it, it, yeah. aside from just kind of being unnecessary, ultimately, it was also like it was out of nowhere. Like it was just it it was a completely unrelated scene, and then it cut to a weird like dark flashback that explains like her alcoholism and stuff, and then it, they just kind of move on. Yeah, don't worry about that. We uh we had to put this in the fill in time. Uh, no questions. Yeah, it's only eighty five minutes. How what are we gonna do? Yeah. Right. 
I mean, it's not like this is going to theaters or anything. It's not like this is a direct-to-DVD movie. Oh, shit. So, yeah. The, uh, the two sharks fight again, but the Megalodon pulls a Batman move and slips away. Debbie Gibson figures out that the Megalodon is heading to New Zealand, where his breeding ground is. And apparently, this shark, this shark is surprisingly horny. I mean, I'd be too if I was stuck in an iceberg for God knows how long. Yeah. I mean, you ever been iced by a woman before? Uh, once, but not in that particular instance. So yeah, uh, they go up, uh, the good guys, uh, travel to Australia to try to finish things up from there. My favorite thing here is they have a weird little side plot with, um, Rosie, like trying to find this lady's like six year old daughter or whatever. And it goes on way too long of like chasing down this girl. And then they basically like kidnap her and like just. They're like, you're our daughter now. Um, but the the lady describes her daughter as um, six years old and four foot seven. That's a big toddler. Yeah, and she looks like me and has a pink shirt. Yeah, that's pretty much what you got. But like you're you have like nieces and nephews or whatever. I feel like four foot seven is way too tall for a six year old. Yeah, it kind of is, though. <laughs> Um, my, my oldest niece in particular is about that tall and she's only nine years old. Oh. So yeah. All right. I guess it's possible. I just thought that was hilarious. Yeah. yeah, it is kind of funny. So, uh, after the mecha shark gets tossed on the land, hilariously enough, Jack heads to the wreckage to see if he can help. And it really doesn't matter much since it has an amphibious mode and goes completely rogue. Uh, apparently somewhere in the fight, uh, not Jarvis, Nero, uh, malfunctions, and, uh, a drone bot kind of takes over its programming, and it goes on a rampage. It, it, like, it just goes full Godzilla, or, or probably more accurately, it's kind of like, uh, the scene in, uh, Godzilla against Mechagodzilla, where the whole point of that movie is Mecha-G has the skeleton of the original Godzilla, uh, built around, built inside of him, and the soul of that dead Godzilla reawakens and attacks Tokyo through Mechagodzilla. So that's what that kind of reminded me of a hmm. bit. What I like the one thing I remember from that part was uh, Jack tried to like pilot the the Mecha Shark at that point, which we never established that he knew how to pilot or anything, but he did it anyway. And I think that's when it crash land on land. Maybe I don't know. Um, but he got out and like the military was yelling at him or whatever, and. I forget exactly what he said, but it was something along the lines of like, what do you like? What do you expect me to do with this giant, like, you know, metal shark that just... I came here in a giant metal shark. I forgot my wallet. I'm sorry. Yeah, something like that. And I really wanted him to say, um, I left my wallet in my other shark. <laughs> <laughs> that would have been way better. I know. And again, missed opportunity. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh. They go into full attack mode. Rosie jumps into the jaws of uh, Mecha Shark to rewire it. And Jack takes a motorcycle and defies the laws of physics and gravity itself by just literally jumping the Mecha Shark. Like, it's so ridiculous. It's probably one of the funniest parts. So he literally jumped the shark. Yep. Wow. Yeah, they actually did it. They pulled a Fonzie. So... Yeah, she's successful, but gets trapped inside the metal behemoth when the military blasts it back into the ocean. Fortunately, Jack has the dinky shark sub from the beginning of the movie to save the day. 
Mecha Shark is down for the count, but the dumbass Megalodon bites into it and blows the fuck up. Everyone else is dead, and Australia is in shambles, but Jack and Rosie's uh, successful uh, happy ending is a go. That's cool. You know, just a typical uh, day is saved ending there. Uh, the only post credit scene that we get is, like, the entire movie, uh, Jack is seen trying to smoke a cigar, mm-hmm. and uh, he always gets up like, hey, don't do that, it's bad for you. And in the post credits, he finally smokes a cigar, and it's like three seconds long. So, which is also whatever. reused from uh, uh, Mega Shark versus Carcassaurus, I think. Yeah, that sounds right. Yeah, with the admiral that kept like getting stopped because he, he like dropped it or whatever. I don't remember what 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 was happening, but again, that joke was already done. Nothing about this movie was new. Yeah, this is pretty much a been there done that kind of deal except now we have two sharks fighting each other instead of just one fighting like another aquatic creature so yeah uh let's talk about the characters i guess uh how do you feel about our two leads well like i said christopher judge is too good for this movie um but i feel like the two of them had good chemistry and like you know jack and rosie kind of helped like elevate the emotional stakes it's just the story didn't really give them anything to do outside of have cute chemistry so i mean it's hard to say i liked them but they did their best (laughs) yeah i say they're probably uh the best actors in the movie uh yeah i i think um the subplot does kind of work like uh their their chemistry is believable. I can I can definitely believe that uh, they've been uh, married for a long time and been together that long. Uh, but the thing is, this is a shock film, and I don't think uh, something like that really works in a movie like this. Mm-mm. But I don't know. It's just me. They were too real. Like they weren't funny or like you know campy or anything. Like the you know Debbie Gibson and Tiffany and the Mega Python movie or whatever. Like, I enjoyed them because it was just ridiculous. These, yeah. like, it felt like they were in a different movie. Yeah, it's it's almost jarring. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, this movie takes itself a bit too seriously, and I think it suffers for that. Yeah. And as we stated before, uh, these type of movies uh, really flourish when they know they're taking the piss. But when they try too hard, uh, the message kind of falls flat, mm-hmm. and uh, it just doesn't work, you know? It just uh, goes from a so bad it's good movie to just a bad movie. Yeah, because there was some interesting stuff here with like the the newscasters kind of talking about like how you know the the global warming or whatever was causing the ice caps to melt and that's what made uh, Mega Shark like the, the iceberg crack and, and unleashed him or whatever. And um, there was like it was, there was a nice like kind of global scale to it all that like it felt a little more. Um, epic in that way but it's just the production value of the movie can't live up to its own concepts so it just comes across as cheap when you try to go big yeah it it really uh cheaps out in that aspect like uh they really dropped the ball in that subplot didn't they Mm -hmm. so yeah um 
I think we should probably talk about the monsters next. We've talked plenty about Mega Shark in the other videos. Like, it's pretty much the same old giant fucking shark that eats people. It looks uh, a little better. Except, yeah, it looks a little better. Uh, There's like some depth. But, like It's battle hardened. It's got like some scars and stuff. Yeah. And I think this is a different Mega Shark than the other ones because I'm pretty sure the other ones blew the fuck up. Like, if this is the same one as before, I have a hard time believing it. I think they did say something about it, like, it's another Megalodon is attacking. Oh, okay. How many fucking things are there? Jeez. They're on ice, so as many as they need. I suppose. (laughs) Well, I I suppose there's only at least one more left, uh, given the lineup of the movies we're doing. But we'll get to that eventually. Um, So, Mecha Shark. Uh... And by proxy, uh, Nero, I guess. I think the design is alright, I suppose. It, it kind of looks like a cheap bath toy at points, especially when it's animated. But I do like the idea mm-hmm. of uh, Metal Doppelgangers. Like, Metal Sonic is one of my favorite Sonic villains ever. Uh, only because it's, it's designed to be better than Sonic in every way. Same for... Um, uh, pr- probably a bad example, but probably base from Mega Man 7. I say bad example because Mega Man is already metal. But, yeah, Metal Doppel... And also base sucks. Yeah. Like, he could have been cool, but it's whatever. So, yeah. Uh, I do like the idea of Metal Doppelgangers, and it could have worked here, but the fights in this movie aren't that thrilling, even though there are a bunch of them. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know. There's a lot of like Mega Shark chomping and like shutting down the the electronics in this shark that this metal shark that is specifically built to withstand shark attacks, um, and then a lot of explosion like getting out of rubble stuff, um, and a lot yeah. of like submarine collateral damage with reused uh, scenes. There's like there's multiple times when they just show like a um like a pipe hallway and a sub like flooding with water and people freaking out and it's definitely the same shot. <laughs> yeah. It most definitely is. Uh I can tell the non-existent budget is running out at that point so they had to reuse scenes. Yeah. But like yeah, Mega Shark itself, I mean it's it's a fairly generic design. Um it's very kind of angular. Like, it works. It looks like a submarine shaped like a shark. Like, there's nothing special. Um, but like you said, I do like the Nero angle of things. Um, yeah. I thought, like, they gave it a, a good personality with, like, asking Jack to say please before it does things. And kind of, you know, it's 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 smarmy. Um, yeah. It feels like it should have been voiced by, like, uh, Kelsey Grammer or something. Uh, you know, yeah, in a right. better movie. <laughs> uh, oh, most definitely. Yeah, but by the end, at least as far as I remember, like, they don't really elevate it because the shark itself is really the villain. Um, I mean, the mecha shark itself. Uh, it's so confusing. Uh, yeah, it is. Nero is kind of collateral damage because, like, it's trying to take control, but then malfunctions or whatever. All they say is basically like, oh, Nero's got a glitch and we don't have time to figure it out right now. And then that's it. And then it goes yeah. into drone mode, and, like, so it just kind of takes over itself. Like, there's there's a lot of potential there that it feels like they're setting up for something, and then nothing happens. 
Yeah, it is kind of a shame, really. Uh, though they do bring uh, they do uh, salvage uh, Nero by the end when uh, Mecha Shark finally collapses. Like Jack brings in a USB flash drive and just plugs it in, and Nero is saved. Like he'll be able to, they'll be able to work out the bugs and uh, do whatever the fuck in a later movie. I don't know. They could bring Nero back for uh, the next film. I forget what it's called. I don't have the list. Uh, right Mega now. Shark versus Colossus. Oh yeah, that's which familiar. I mean, yeah, probably. I could see that the, being like Nero Breaking Bad and beca- like going into an actual robot. That'd be awesome. Yeah, but, actually. But given how uh, these asylum movies uh, lack continuity in most instances, I don't really realistically see that happening. Yeah, they have enough continuity that like. You can appreciate it if you watch all of them, but it's not required. So, like, they kind of have to start over and just have some nods to the last one. Yeah. Uh, I think that about does it for this one. So, let's go to the ratings board. Justin, how shardy is Mega Shark versus Mecha Shark? Uh, I mean, this is like a probably a four. Like, there really wasn't a lot to enjoy in it. It also wasn't offensively bad. And, like, the acting was pretty good. So, I yeah. mean, it's middle of the road. And I've I've given, like, I, I tend to think of it as, like, you know, one is the best you can be. And it doesn't deserve, like, a three. So, we'll just, yeah. And it's it's not quite, like, so bad it's good. It's just kind of there. Yeah, I'm inclined to agree with you. I'm gonna give it like a four as well. I do, I do appreciate that uh, they got better actors for this one. Uh, the effects are a little better, mm-hmm. but the pacing of this one just feels a bit too slow, honestly, and it really drags its feet at points. Uh, it's crazy that these like not even hour and a half movies can feel slow. Yeah, it's crazy. <laughs> So yeah, uh, that's going to do it for us. Uh, next time we uh, go into the shark-infested waters, I think I used that joke already, we will be looking at Mega Shark versus Colossus. Alright, so before we uh, sign off for today, Justin, where can the people find you? You can find me if you look for Zero Score on Twitter or YouTube or Twitch. Um, I think I said last time, that my PS3 Ratchet and Clank retrospective was almost done, and it is. So go check that out. Hey. And you can find me if you uh, look on Twitter for "Hey, it's that tie." Uh, check the pin tweet for that goes to my YouTube channel where I do retro fighting game reviews on Tiger Shoes reviews. I am currently working on the next episode, and it should be out by the time this episode comes up. So get hyped for that. Uh, you can check me out on twitch.tv slash tigershoes1, where every Sunday evening at 7 Central Standard Time, uh, unless something uh, comes up, I'll be playing through Fire Emblem Three Houses, and that's been pretty fun. You can also check us out on uh, Justin's Twitch, uh, as he said, Zero Score, every Monday at 7 Central Standard Time, for the weekly uh, recording for the Charge Shot Gamescast, where we talk about our week of the gaming, and all the weekly news that has come up. Also, check out Charshot.com for all your movie and gaming needs, uh, whether it be in video or audio or written form. So, yeah, that'll do it for us. Until next time, guys, stay shardy.